this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm a non-Newtonian fluid, and I'm Evan. And if you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We were in the middle of covering Clone High, but Ronnie has some stuff he's got to take care of. He told everyone he had a baby. You can say he had a baby. Ronnie and his wife had a spawn. They birthed a, a baby. They sure did. And we're very happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, anyhow, so we got to carry this podcast now, and we don't know what we're doing. I have to edit it. <clears throat> I've never edited a podcast before. It's going to be very bad. We we probably should have, like, prepared for this, but the, the baby showed up uh, early. Yeah. It's just like, hey, it's time for me to come out. Yeah, yeah, the baby... Really crashed the party, like just which is rad. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not in, mad in, at in, her in a totally dope way. It was just like, hey, I'm here now. Yeah, she showed up on a skateboard. She emerged yeah. from the womb on a skateboard. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, we weren't uh, expecting this, and so we decided to pause Clone High because it, it felt weird to do that without Ronnie, and we're gonna do a new show in the meantime while Clone High is. Uh, is marinating, which I'm happy about because I fucking hated Clone High. Yeah, okay, yeah. you don't gotta be mean. I'm not being, oh, not being mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what we did instead was we found um, another shorter, weirder show. It is definitely and- shorter. I don't know <laughs> if it's weirder. Um. <laughs> um. It is a very weird show. So we decided that we're going to take over the podcast for two weeks, this week and next week. And in those two weeks, we're going to be covering A State of Panic. Which is a one of those like bastard reality TV shows that just like got shitted out in the early 2000s. The post-survivor. Yeah. Yeah, the post-survivor boom. The survivor bubble. Yeah, of (laughs) reality competition shows. Where every network was like, what if we grab these people and throw them in this semi-dangerous, extremely uncomfortable situation, and they'll degrade themselves for (laughs) dollars, and we'll film it and call it a, a, a game show mm-hmm. so this is one of those yeah i'm not gonna like there's not a plot exactly to each individual episode so the premise of the game <coughs> show is like supermarket sweep meets fear factor meets scooby-doo so they get these people. How many of them are there? Are there seven eight? Start- per episode. Because okay. you lose two, you lose two, then you're down to three. I, I wasn't counting. There was just a group of people, and I was like, "Look, it's the gang." Um, but, <laughs> but it's basically a game of betrayal. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yes. Um, what the premise is is there's this weird British man who's really leaning into it. He really leans into the I'm an eccentric billionaire with a haunted house i mean he doesn't talk quite like that but he has a british accent and he's kind of 
um, you know, hawkish looking. And uh, he's got this creepy, weird house, and he's like, I've stashed millions of dollars in these booby-trapped rooms. Uh, you have to dig through my house and get all of it, and I'll put you, snakes in drawers. You have to do, like, a pun, though, because he's always saying, like, puns on the booby traps. Like, oh, it'd be a shame if you caught a cold, and it's like a room full of ice or something. Uh-huh. Or, uh, there was one where it was like, the, the stakes are high on this one, and giant spikes, spikes came, came out, out of the, of the wall. walls. Yeah. So anyway, your objective is there's there's money just stashed in this room with all this weird shit in it, and all of the rooms have some kind of, like, X-factor obstacle. Like, some of them have um, electric fences in them, like they're just strewn with electrical wires that you can run into. Um, some of them are, well, several of them are full of snakes or tarantulas. They like um, crabs. There's a lot do. of crabs. They keep putting crabs in buckets and then making <laughs> you stick your hand in the little crabs. Um, uh, yeah, and then some of them, uh, start to fill with water. Some of them, the walls close in. Um, one of them, uh, was, was full of glue oh okay so <laughs> the kitchen this was my favorite one actually this is pretty brilliant the the floor of the kitchen all of the furniture was like sort of weirdly tall at the bottom so you don't notice that it's actually sitting in a liquid and the and the the fluid was like speckled with something they like sprinkled a little bit of uh like essentially black confetti or glitter or something in it so it looks like one of those you know sort of like dingy linoleum floors Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it was quite brilliantly set up in a way that really looked like just a dingy floor and the contestants stepped into the room and they immediately sank into it and it's like that cornstarch mixture that you make as a kid where if you like smack it real hard it like stays in place but if you touch it softly it is like a liquid and then you know so if you stick your arm in it and you try to jerk your arm back out the fast movement makes it lock lock up yeah so uh it was it was pretty brilliant watching them try to navigate that and fail uh yeah then there there's some other there's other shit that happens there was like yeah. a sewer yeah there was a sewer pipes. one <clears throat> there was a an ice one where everything was cold and frozen and yeah freezer room uh so so the idea is you're gathering money and you're just sticking it in your pants or whatever and you have to you can't be the last person in the room if you're the last person in the room uh you're eliminated but you also can't be the person with the smallest amount of money because then you get eliminated. So you're incentivized to stay in the room as long as you can, digging around looking for money, because you don't want to have the lowest amount. And but every every room eliminates two people. Yeah. Yep. So and then there's uh, when you get down to one person, there's this weird like lockbox safety deposit room, and they put some kind of obstacle physically on the person, like a straight jacket or. Uh, 
handcuffs. Yeah, or, you know... You're bolted to the floor. Uh, they hung one guy in a harness from the ceiling, and he was, like, wiggling around like a, you know... A person hung from the ceiling. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was gonna... I was looking for the word marionette, but... Yes, he was swinging around on a rope like a dude hung from the ceiling on a rope. Just like that. Yeah. Nailed it. So that's that's your final obstacle. And uh, if you don't get out of that room uh, before a certain time, then you lose all the money. You can ask for help and you lose half the money. And if you get out all on your own, then you get to keep all of the money that everybody else collected. Nobody plus, fails whatever gets... you, plus what you get from the, yeah. the room. Yeah, the last room also has money hidden in it. Um, so, well, hey, Andy. Yeah. I already, like... Hey, Evan. I already bled into some things about the the show in describing the rooms. Yeah. But how do you uh, how do you feel about this show? Is it working for you? It's a great fucking show. Yeah. Oh, it's... man, what a winner. <laughs> I can't believe this only got one season. This is such a great concept. The... The mechanic is is simple. I mean, if you stay too long, you're out. And if you leave too early, you're out. And so it's this, you know, push and pull of do I stay and try and get more money or do I leave now and hope that I don't have the lowest. And it's, it's great. The theme is uh, very on the nose, but it's the right kind of fun campy it's like the fucking makeup department of buffy got their own reality show like that's kind of what it feels like <clears throat> it's great i love it hey evan yes andy i love you oh i love you too it's just us we can we, we can, can do whatever fl- we want we can flirt yeah is this weird show working for you yeah, it is. It's uh, It's got some flaws in the concept, I think, in that they were clearly kind of running out of ideas that they could do on the small budget that they had. Because, Let's just electrocute them. Yeah, well, they, they did, like, electricity twice, and they were clearly yeah. like, well, we've still got this, like, electric fence system. We can just re-rig it in another room. Yeah. Uh, the, they they put crabs everywhere. Yeah, they they just I I imagine and I don't know this, but I imagine that they just like filmed all of these within a week of each other. Anyway, wait, wait, let's not do negatives. No, I'm not. This, uh, this, okay. this feels like we're talking okay. about a negative, but then reusing some stuff. So, okay. like, is it working for you? Yes. Yeah. It's it's still a lot of fun. All right. Now let's talk about negatives. Okay. <laughs> so one of the negatives is that they're they're just reusing shit. They're like. What's this themed room? It's the it's the wine cellar. Hey, he's got crabs in his wine cellar. <laughs> what what's this room? Oh, it's the attic. Nah, let's throw some crab. He's got some this haunted house has crabs in the attic. What's this room? It's the kitchen. Oh, well, I guess it makes sense to have crabs here. He might as well have crabs in his kitchen. He's got them in the attic in the wine cellar. Ah. It's- Ah, it's it's the uh, it's his bedroom. This guy, it's got crabs in his bedroom. It's not the fucking crab. It's not the sex crabs. It's it's fucking some uh some Maryland blue crab. They were not Maryland blue crabs. Know, incidentally, they were like little little tropical little, crabs. Yeah, little fish, little fishbowl crabs in his bedroom. He's just got crabs everywhere. Yeah. So like, 
um, the room filling with water concept they used, and we watched three episodes because there's only six in existence. Yeah. But uh, try not to mention that we accidentally watched an extra one. Don't mention anything from that episode. Yeah, there was like, uh, I think they used a room flooding twice. That's the episode that we didn't watch. I was no, but there was a okay. We can't fuck up. Well, you I have to edit it. You also alluded to the straitjacket, which was only in the episode that we weren't supposed to have watched. Oh. Yeah. So at, at this point, we should just show our hand and say that we've watched too many episodes. Because uh, you just keep alluding to we it. We fucked up. Look, all of the episodes, like, there's no plot. It's hard to remember which bit was in which. That's why I sterilized in my brain the things I wasn't allowed to reference. And I, I just assumed that you, you did the same. But it's okay. Okay, look. look. We watched too many episodes. Ronnie's not here and we're struggling. <laughs> we miss Ronnie. I don't think anybody cares that we watch too many episodes. No, it's fine. It's, it's yeah. fine. Anyway. Um, they they've reused some shit. They've re the, like anyway. Like I was saying before, you said we couldn't talk about negatives, and then we started talking about negatives. Um, I'm pretty sure that they uh, like filmed all of these episodes within like a week. Oh yeah, and, and they just had all the animal handlers already on set, and they were like, "Well, we got this bucket <clears throat> of crabs. I don't know how crab how long crabs live, but um, I mean, not I, that long. I, I guess know. this is a negative." Two, but there's there's zero percent chance that none of these animals were harmed. Yeah, there's zero percent chance. Yeah, I I was gonna list that as a negative yeah. too. They, I certainly hope that uh, the contestants were told like you are not allowed to strike the animals or, or like you know I I certainly hope they were told like don't harm the animals. These people but, are just fucking throwing snakes but, left, right, and center though. Yeah, like they they. First of all, the animals are hidden in places, like especially the the tarantulas and stuff. They're hidden in boxes, and people are just throwing boxes all over the place. And uh, like, yeah, definitely some critters got stepped on, and stuff like that. Yeah, and, there's there's no way the the creepy crawlies didn't get hurt. Yeah, and and that's definitely like in the back of your mind as you're watching this, being like, man, this show's fucking nuts. Oh my god, look at oh man, they're just doing the thing to these. Poor people, this is hilarious. And then it's just like, oh no. Like, there's no way that that snake didn't get stomped on. Yeah. Oh man. So it, it, it does kind of pull you out of uh, the the high stakes drama of a state of panic. Yeah, granted, you don't. It, there's no point at which you see an animal get hit or harmed or anything, but. Um, it's just kind of in the back of your mind, like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no gore or anything in it, of course. They weren't deliberately hurting the end, but, like, yeah. I mean, maybe um, that's why they didn't continue with the show. Maybe they were just like, guys, on, we're just stepping on snakes. Like on, the, on, a, on a big plus side, though, there's no way real-life people weren't harmed making this show, and it's fucking great. Like, it is, it is that early 2000s boom of reality shows that very clearly had like no no serious safety precautions and like the sets aren't quite all together either and so people are like fucking ripping the sets apart Uh to try and get clues or money or keys and breaking things that aren't supposed to be broken and well can't reuse that prop it's like a smidge cheesy but it's also just great to like 
th- there's there's like boxes of money that have locks on them, and the contestants are supposed to try and find keys, and they're just smashing the boxes apart. Like they just with, find a larger, heavier object and just smash, smash the it. boxes. Like there was like this. <laughs> statue puzzle that they were supposed to like solve and like get the money out of the statue slowly and they're just breaking the statue they're smacking statues against each other and like the the host is like oh that was a smashing idea and like he's looking off screen to the producers like is that okay uh it it's it's very charming uh i love it it's very great um and also like people are are like screwing each other out of the money in really great ways too because uh it it has that that like every man for themselves feeling so like people are like making deals and then betraying each other Mm -hmm. and like oh like watch out for that snake and there's not a snake and then like grabbing the money Mm -hmm. it's it's very entertaining Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i feel like this was the the proto escape room yeah, it does kind like, of feel like an escape room. Base. Yeah, like they came up with the concept of escape rooms, but hadn't fully like actualized it and how to apply it. And they were like, "Oh, I know, I know, a game show." Like, <laughs> and also exactly like in escape rooms, people are trying to rip shit off the walls and break shit that they shouldn't break. Like, in- instead of getting a cheesy selfie with your friends to post on Instagram later, though, you get like twenty grand. Yeah. Uh, the payout was surprisingly good, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, uh, I was, you know Forged in Fire? the yeah. The knife-making show? Love Forged in Fire. That's gotta be the cheapest show to produce. Because, of course, like, those, the forges and, like, the power hammers and stuff were expensive, I'm sure. But it's all on the same set. They're just in one place. They're reusing the same equipment for every single episode. They don't got to buy shit. They just got to fly the dudes out there and then, like, give them a piece of metal, you know, like, and then they win $10,000 if they win. Yeah. And, like, this one, like, they had to put budget into, like, all of the decor in the rooms. They had to build rooms that were, like, trapped in weird elaborate ways like they had to build rooms in pits that they could fill with water and like they had to uh the ice room had to must have been like refrigerated or either that or they paid for a bunch of whoever the fuck is cleaning this show up to yeah between traps going off and whatnot yeah and then the winners are getting like 25 grand i mean granted it's nowhere near as expensive as like who wants to be a millionaire or whatever but it also costs less to produce that show and i'm sure they sell tickets for the live studio audience and you know however that works so it just seems like quite an expensive show to produce that might be our problem here with the you know only six episodes exist even though it's fairly hilarious Hi, Ray and Marvel. Hey, Marvel. Hello. So, I've been watching this great anime that I wanted to talk to you about. 
What is Ooh. it called? It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! And we've already been talking about it on the Deck of Friendship podcast. Oh, you mean the podcast we do about game-based friendship animes? Yeah, where the first season we're covering Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1 and we'll move on to sh- series like Bakugan and Digimon and Fighting Foodons and Dinosaur King and all sorts of other anime that focus on friendship as a core theme and are based on a physical game. It's a, wi- it's a wild concept for a podcast and th- we're doing it. Yeah, and we talk about those themes and how they pertain to these games and how you should use friendship and working together to overcome obstacles. Not only do we cover important aspects of the shows themselves like friendship, togetherness, socialism, and more, but we also get to the important questions. What happened to Grandpa? Is the heart of the cards cheating? What would your Millennium item be? So you want us to make our own Millennium items. Mine is the Millennium Estrogen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you win. Legit answer. I would either want like a Millennium Piercing or a Millennium Tattoo. Ooh. Now, this might inform you a lot about me as a person, but I'd like a Millennium Fork. (laughs) Somehow, Ray, somehow I knew. I knew. It doesn't do what you think it does, is the thing. Oh, so it's like a tuning fork. Yeah, I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes, because every Millennium item has an Mm -hmm, eye somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think so. Well, now I feel like I got the short end of the stick since I picked a Millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on (laughs) Blu-ray. Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of power in that disc. Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting this is getting wild. A little bit. So where where can this podcast be found? Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, or in the Shadow Realm, or in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite trap we've seen so far? Uh, the non-Newtonian fluid floor, for sure. Yeah, you were real into that. What was great about that, too, was the one contestant was so pathetically stuck (laughs) that... I'm sorry, it was, like, I was actually kind of sad for her. Because if she had just relaxed, like you saw, as soon as she started to relax and move slowly... Like, the goop let her go. That's how it works. But she was, like, there, like, with every limb stuck and just thrashing for, like, minutes and minutes it, like, cut to, to out. It, like, cut to three separate contestants in, like, the confessional being, like, yeah, it was real pathetic. I felt so bad for her. And uh, finally, the one dude goes back to help her and, like, gets her free because he felt so bad for her. And then he goes to leave, and she gets stuck again, and is like, it's fine, just leave me. (laughs) And uh, it was just, it was, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty great. Yeah. It was just hilarious watching all of those people, like, like, dragging themselves through that fluid... And like the one dude lost his pants. Yeah, his the, pants. His legs were stuck so bad that he just like wiggled out of his pants. Speaking and, of pants, this is like the only instance where wearing cargo shorts would be great. This game show because those big pockets you can fill with all the money. Yeah, they don't give you a bag or anything. You have to just carry the money however you're going to carry it. And like people are wearing the very tight 
slightly too short in length, you know, early 2000s look. You know, the women have the super tight, like, painted on jeans and the, like, almost a crop top shirts. Yeah. And people would just be sticking bills everywhere yeah. to, to try and get through this. Uh, and the the early 2000s fashion is quite good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and hair. The, yeah, it's been pretty great. Um, what was my favorite trap, though? Uh, that's tough. I I think I quite like the the room flooding, um, because boy did it really feel like they were just gonna fill that room with water. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the one of the exits was one of those ladders that has like a steel cage around it, and the water got so high that people had to swim underwater to get underneath the cage part of the ladder to climb out, and uh, I I'd, I'd probably have been pretty pretty scared uh because other things had already gone off in that room and people thought the it was done being trapped and then it just started flooding that's pretty cool um the one where the ceiling started like descending on them like indiana jones in the the, that was temple of doom Yeah, yeah yeah they had the spiked ceiling in temple of doom um yeah one in one of the rooms the ceiling just started descending and i was watching like Surely it's there's going to come a point where it stops. I mean, like they're they're not actually going to kill murder people, these people for a, yeah. for a TV show, but like it just kept getting lower and lower, and people were like like worm crawling. Like it was so like the ceiling got so low that like the last person out had to like wiggle on their belly out of the room, and I was like that they did a pretty good job of making me believe that that the last person was essentially in, in, in crushed. Trouble. Yeah, yeah, like they were going to get smushed under that ceiling. And there is the element of like I know this show is not going to intentionally murder someone. Like I know like the horror element is not real. But, but shit could go wrong. There was the horror element of early 2000s reality shows where people just got fucked up. Like yeah. the amount of people on Survivor like in the early days who just got jacked up because the challenges weren't safe uh, or because they pulled a scoop in and they breathed in the smoke and then fell in the fire mm-hmm. and Survivor showed you all of his skin melting off because goddamn Survivor, they weren't going to let that footage go to waste. Like, there is a real element of, like, you know, someone's going to get... There's a chance someone's going to break an arm or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there have been many reality shows where people have broken limbs. Yeah, like, it, it, it it genuinely feels like this show is not safe enough that, yeah, that oh, someone yeah. is going to get hurt. They didn't have like regulations on this shit. They would film stuff in like Argentina and stuff so that they didn't have to get insurance. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> it's a wild wild west out there. Early two thousands game shows are delightful. I think in okay they don't make as many of them now, but uh, I think even now like. It, you know, they, there's there's limits to the extent that they uh, they play test these things. Well, it's it's always funny when you watch the uh, the like special features or like the behind the scenes stuff with Survivor, where they're like, yeah, when we play tested this challenge, uh, it it only lasted, you know, three hours, but because the contestants are in it for the money. And it's like one of those endurance challenges. It'll go for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. 
and like Jeff Probst is trying to make up rules for are we allowed to feed the contestants <laughs> who are still on the stick uh, because we didn't plan this out and like shit yeah like they might go into shock or something we, we should maybe like come up with some kind of new stakes to end the game yeah so there's 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 a there there is a real danger factor it feels like to this show not not in the way that it wants you to feel like but just in the the seams are kind of showing and the duct tape is there mm. and it's someone might get hurt and it's yeah and it it it, it, it adds a, an un an unplanned for element of charm and fun watching these people get fucking electrocuted <laughs> and throwing snakes at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh. Also, why the fuck is everyone afraid of snakes so bad? Oh yeah, that was a weird thing that I pointed out when we were watching. I understand that like people don't like snakes and that if you find one in your garden, you might be, you know, startled because, you know, oh, a boy. Um, but people are way s- more scared of snakes than I thought it was normal for people to be. I wonder if in the, like, interview to get chosen for the show, they asked, like, what are some animals you're afraid of? And if you didn't say snakes or if you said, like, I'm not afraid of snakes, they're not a big deal to me. They were like, oh, well, we can't have that person on the show. Yeah, they probably they probably did in deliberate casting. Yeah. But because still- all these people are freaked the fuck out by snakes and it's like calm down he's just a wiggly boy yeah it's just a snake guys it's not first of all you know they're not gonna put venomous snakes in there with you so you don't even gotta worry about that you don't even gotta like that's not even a thing to consider and if they did i'm sure they have anti-venom on hand you know (laughs) that's the they stab you in the the throat with it so yeah, you don't die but it's like 20 grand for a i'm sure that oh i'm sure they got that on hand for uh, you if they're poisonous they're I'm, not gonna let no you i'm die. saying they there's no way they well, I, none of the snakes were poisonous i, I know i'm, I'm like just this. doing a i'm doing a bit that like there's literally no they're not going to let you die uh-huh or are they oh the Ooh. state of horror oh. state of panic <laughs> It's a betrayal episode. It's a betrayal show. It's great. There's no ghosts, though. I wish there were ghosts. Oh, they should have, like, between the supermarket sweep, uh, Fear Factor, Scooby-Doo, they should have, they should have wiggled some, uh, like, paranormal home inspectors in there. What was the, the, re- the game show on Nickelodeon with the temple? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. And there were those guys that would, these buff guys that would tackle the children yeah, in the, the final tem- course. Temple Guardians. They should have had some fucking Temple Guardians on this show where they uh, they jack you up into the electric fence. <laughs> uh. you're, you're just like turning a corner. You got all the money down your shirt and they just fucking tackle you. I was terrified of those as a kid. Yeah, they were scary. They were very scary. I, I saw a Reddit AMA with one of them and it was very interesting. Uh, he just you know, did an interview on Reddit and took everyone's questions about what it was like filming Legends of the Hidden Temple. What well, was it like filming Legends of the Hidden Temple? Do uh, you I remember mean, any I, tidbits? Because like, he, he no, just said very... it was—he just said it was like a ton of fun. He was like, "This is the funnest job I've ever had." Like, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, I, there there were more details, but I do not remember them. But just you know, Google Google's your friend. Let me Google that for you. Dot com. Yeah. Uh. 
But yeah, they should have had some dudes dressed as ghosts. Just yeah, oogity boogity boo, and then like, just, and then just fucking drop kick you <laughs> into a snake pit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way a tarantula didn't get squished. There's no way. Yeah, I feel bad for them. It's a great show though. Great, great fucking. Yeah, TV. they like. I mean, they could have achieved much of what they were trying to achieve without the use of animals, though. Well, yeah, yeah, they definitely did not need to uh, have them there. It's bad, because I, I, I very much enjoy watching these people freak out about snakes, and so it's like, no, they need they need the snakes. Well, you know, the, the tarantulas. I, was, um, I was actually a little bit surprised by the lack of uh, gross shit. You know, yeah, like there's there's, not, there's no just like a bucket full of boogers or like horse cum or something, <laughs> like like there's none of that was definitely on Fear Factor. There's there's none of that like just like oh wow wow someone on your steps fucked up. How did you think of that? There's none of that there. You like okay? Is there anyone out there who worked on Fear Factor who can do a Reddit AMA? Because was it was it really horse cum? Like, did twenty interns jack off horses? I think it was just probably some like like a. <laughs> Listen, Tom, you've been here a week. You gotta pay your dues. Go jerk off that horse into the shot glass. We gotta make five people drink it. This is bad advertising now. <laughs> I mean, my point is, like, if they had just... You can just tell people it's anything, because who knows yeah. what horse cum tastes like. <laughs> I'm saying it's probably just, like, some watery shampoo or something. I don't know. Like, why would they get real horse cum when they could just lie? And, <laughs> what, anyway, uh, my, Joe Rogan is an upstanding. He's not. He's a fucking dirtbag. Yeah, Joe Rogan lies. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Um, Seriously, fuck Joe Rogan. What's his deal? He's uh owns the like mixed martial arts. He owns like the MMA or something, and he's just a huge like conservative Twig. libertarian like info wars douchebag mm. you're old and i'd kick your ass joe rogan i'm just saying okay my point yeah so my point there was um a lot of the things they achieved with the snakes they could have achieved with just like something that looked like blood or yeah eyeballs so like you know something something already dead not that they would have killed I, I, you're looking at me like i'm not looking at you yeah, like anything yeah uh, um i don't i'm not saying they should yeah. kill things for the show i'm yeah, saying I, they no, should use you. some like intestines from the local slaughterhouse or something instead of yeah you don't even need to fake it just go down to like your local meat plant and ask for the extra bits yeah get some tripe just get some tripe at the store or poop yeah or poop you can just do gross poop stuff people will freak out yeah um, it so, was the early 2000s. You could just throw poop at people <laughs> on reality TV shows. Um, or, also, I want to clarify, like, I know that, like, meat is also cruel to animals, but um, 
they're already producing it. They've already got, like, scraps is what I'm saying. Like, don't put an animal that's currently alive in danger. Just use the stuff that was going to waste yeah, anyway. We love animals. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to keep hoping and believing that this show didn't hurt any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to hope because we don't see any – we don't see any actually get hurt. It's just a very real fear because uh, it's very clear that the people are getting hurt. God, it's a good show. Yeah. They just fuck these people up. Any show where a dude named Chad gets humiliated. It's good. Yeah, I'm there for it. There was a dude named Chad. There were I feel like I don't remember if there was a Kyle. There were a lot of dudes who looked like a Kyle. There were a lot of dudes in polo shirts. I was just about to say a lot of dudes in ill fitting polo shirts. Yes. Either much too baggy or much too tight. Yeah. And you know like you know the categories that I'm talking about. It's a great show, though. Yeah, it's it's very good. <laughs> it's, it's very, very entertaining. It, it's a show that sets out to do what it wants to do. It's not trying to win an Emmy. It's not trying to launch nobody's career. It's just like this is a fucking haunted house, and we're gonna electrocute some dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb dumbs. And people it, will do literally anything for money. For this money. Mm-hmm. Is there a room that you'd love to see? Um, I would love an earthquake room. So they've got those big pads that they use to, like, test structural things in the event of an earthquake. Granted, this is expensive, I'm sure. Maybe they could just fake it. Maybe they could just, you know, it wouldn't have to be that realistic of an earthquake motion. But, like, you know, put put the floor on some hydraulic shit and have the room, like, shaking violently the whole time. That'd be cool. Yeah. And that would really fit with the whole, like, the house doesn't want you to leave bit that they Mm -hmm, got going. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. I want a room that really finally leans into it. So a lot of the, like, lore around the show is that this guy is an eccentric billionaire who, like, has set up this challenge. And uh, a lot of the contestants, you know say that he's kind of vampiric or he's a Dracula or whatever and he's got like this mute assistant and I a really Dracula or some kind of ghoul. Yeah. I, I want them to be like, no, he he is a ghoul man and this is his uh like coffin bedroom like like really lean into the fact that he's a vampire or some mm-hmm. shit. And a room that that full on is like, no, this is a magical evil lair. Like welcome to the boss fight in this dungeon crawl. Um, and then I want them to fight him. No, like I don't. I don't, I don't fight need his collection of vampiric dildos. I don't. His, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't need them to stake him, uh, or anything like that. But I want. I want a like a full on horror magic room. That'd be fun. Yeah. Because all of the traps so far have been like, oh, this dude's a sociopath and he set them up. I want like a magic trap. I want it mm-hmm. to be like. Oh, it's the room is bleeding now, or mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I don't quite get uh, the dude's motives. Uh, I, I think he could have. I think he could have overacted a little harder. This is the only way he can come. <laughs> the only way <laughs> this man can feel sexual release That's is if he brings it. seven people to his house, <laughs> dangles money in front of them, and watches them humiliate and degrade themselves and get hurt for it and then he can finally feel that sweet sweet sexual release 
I mean, like, I'd, I'd accept that that canon mythology. Since the show's been canceled, he hasn't come. <laughs> now you're positing that it's an actual guy and or, not a character. And or, this, is, this whole show was a ruse for his weird, <laughs> for his his weird, weird kink. <laughs> or he's just been, like, low-budget producing this. <laughs> and just, like, filming people on, like, his iPhone. Uh, and he's still, like, producing it on, on his own website or something i don't know anyway this poor man someone someone help him get him a sex therapist he's got to talk through some shit uh without ronnie we just go yeah (laughs) we go to dark places i don't know how we finish the podcast without ronnie actually i don't know um is there anything else we can say um we should do some sort of ad break right oh yeah, we might have to put that in. I don't know how that works. Uh, we'll just like talk about some shows real quick. Um, Over which is amazing on the Lunar Light Network. Over which is a great show. I am trying to get a guest spot on it, so I'm not just saying all of this so that they'll give me a guest spot. But it's it's a damn good show, and maybe they'll put me on it. Um, I've finally been actually listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. Oh, I fucking love that show. Yeah, the, it's they're so full disclosure. I've never been to a concert. I'm I'm not really into music, but this sh- this podcast is teaching me about music. First of all, and second of all, uh, Miles and Mars are just very soothing and pleasant to listen to. Yeah, they got real good good chemistry. Yeah, they got good chemistry. They got good voices. Mm -hmm. They're talking about something that's pleasant and, uh, you know, even even when they say the dirty words, I just feel like they're (laughs) crooning to me. I also, I did guest on that show, and I talk a lot about uh, sad gay feelings from coming out. And, uh, but some, some, there's some hope there. And it was a, it was a real fun episode to record. What's another one we can mention real quick? Let's talk about one more. Uh, Overwitch. Overwitch is a great show. We talked and about Overwitch. They're getting a second spot on our show because I want to be on theirs. So we're going to talk about Overwitch <laughs> again. And it's, they talk about video games and they, they, in the first part they talk about Overwatch and the second part they talk about another video game. Uh-huh. And they uh-huh. might let me come talk about Dragon Age. Uh-huh. So they're, uh-huh. they're a real great show. Uh-huh. Do you want to join me? I mentioned that you sure. might want to join me. I'm always a slut for Dragon Age. We got other shows. We got Good Boys Girls. We got Cryptid Keeper. We got uh, all kinds of stuff over here. On Netflix the and Light. Kill. What you call it? There's like nine more. Trans questioning. Oh, fuck me. All There's kinds, so many. There's all so kinds of many. There's so many podcasts and they're all incredible. On the Lunar Light Studio Network. Um, what else do we have to do? What do we have to do to close? No, that's the oh, uh, shit. We gotta put our socials. I don't remember what our socials are. <laughs> Ronnie says them every time. I know, but he. I don't have to worry about it because he just rattles. Yeah, them up. I just I zone even, out. I don't even have to think about it because we, I already follow all of them. And he, like, like. Okay, hold on. Let's see okay. if I can do this. We have a Twitter. I don't know what the handle is, but I'm sure if you just like our Gmail search pending pod or pe- pe- ending pending, you'll fucking find it. Um. We got a Gmail, uh, pendingpod at gmail.com, I think. That's it, yeah. So That's, just shoot them an email. pendingpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're, we're on Discord if you are uh, a member of the Lunar Light 
Discord. So like hit us up on there. Not a lot of people talk to us on it, which makes me real sad. I literally check Discord re- obsessively hoping someone will message us on it. The Twitter is at PendingPod. There we go. We That's what it. I thought it was. Yeah, I just didn't we want to say it um, Support us on Patreon for more amazing content. Maybe not like this episode, but, you know, there's there's great content on there. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if you don't support us on Patreon, I'll mention horse cum every episode. <laughs> so give us a dollar on Patreon or you're just going to have to hear me say the word horse cum. Or they can just not listen episode. to our podcast we, We've already got them ever again. They're, they need us now. We're in their ears. Oh, boy. Uh, we have an Instagram. I don't know. I don't think we have an Instagram. <laughs> we got a Snapchat. I have to edit, like, this is, I've never edited a podcast. I don't have to edit all this shit. Leave it all in. I'm doing, this is going to be so bad. This is going to be such a bad episode. It's going to be great. It, right. Just like this seems and cracks we're showing on a state of panic and that added tenfold to its charm and the, like, wonder, is someone going to get hurt? The cracks and seems showing in this Ending pending episode will add to its charm and will add tenfold wondering if someone's going to get hurt without Ronnie. We're all hurting without Ronnie. We are. We miss him so much. But we're so happy for him. And we're so happy yeah, and his for, for his baby. whole family. Yeah. His little tiny baby. His little, little small human. It's a like a little... small. A little pre-human. It's like a human, but, but tiny. And it's yeah. adorable. Thank God, he has a cute baby. I know. I was so oh, worried I was going to have gosh. to lie. Oh, You're a terrible most... liar. Yeah, I am. I'm a really bad liar. And it, let's let's have a real conversation, guys. Most fresh babies are ugly. They look like weird little old monkey people. They come out looking <laughs> like an alien. They do. Yeah. Most babies are ugly. They're bizarre. But Ronnie got a cute baby. Yep. He hit the lottery. And uh, now I don't have to lie about his baby being cute. No. All right, we should end this podcast. Let's end it. It's a mess. We we love you, listeners. Thank you for joining us. We know that this is coming out late and it it's awkward, but thanks for sticking and we it out. A week. Yeah, uh, I think Ronnie still tossed something out there. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's wow. incredible. Ronnie's a champion. He is. Um, he does so much work for this podcast, and uh, he he carries our slack. Yeah, and we love him. And we're happy for him. And we're happy. You know what? We love him. We're happy for you too, listeners, because you guys. You guys are lucky. You guys get us. <laughs> All right. We're done. All right. Don't tell Pawn Shop Blue. Yeah, don't, don't fucking tell him. And uh, tell Overwatch to put us on. How do I stop? Yeah, I think you hit the stop button. That one. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Mm.